It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself in a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 212, Quantum podcast that looks at news, views, culture from throughout the world from a Christian perspective, but absolutely open for everybody. And uh, this week, I think certainly at the beginning, we're going to have a kind of food theme. Here's Weird Al Yankovic. What a wonderful name. Now, some of you may recognize that song as more Michael Jackson, who, instead of eat it, turned it into beat it. I, I much prefer Weird Al Yankovic's version. I think it's very well done. Now, why are we, am I playing that? Well, I'm thinking about food because the inflation in the United Kingdom, also in the US, is largely being driven by increases in the price of food. And that is also the same in Australia. And whilst in the West we're not at a famine stage, with the cost of energy and the increase in inflation and food and so on, it's it's going to be uh, difficult. It's going to be quite dangerous. Now, we're told this is the reason. The reason for this is because, one of the main reasons, is because the Russian invasion of Ukraine has prevented exports of grain and sunflower oil. And that's a big factor. However, in an article by David Craig, I, I thought this was also very, very revealing. There are other figures that people won't mention. And I think this one in particular, we're talking about grain. What's grain for? I would say grain is for eating. And yet, because of the kind of net zero policies, the kind of disastrous global warming way of dealing with things, that's a, a huge reason why our energy costs are so high, but it's also a huge reason why our food prices are so high. And, and Craig explains it this way. The United States produces about 384 million metric tons of corn each year and about 50 million tons of wheat. Ukraine produces about 38 million tons of corn each year and around 33 million tons of wheat. About 20 million of Ukraine's wheat is exported each year. Now, the US obviously produces a lot more food than Ukraine. But over a third of the US's corn, 128 million tonnes, is used to make biofuel rather than being used for human consumption. Possibly a quarter of the 38 million tonnes of wheat is for the same thing. In the European Union, 
12 million tonnes of grain, including wheat and maize, is turned into ethanol. It's estimated that all of this is more than enough food to feed around 150 million people if it wasn't used for transport fuel. Also, just in the EU, 3.5 million tonnes of palm oil is used to make biodiesel. That's the whole amount of sunflower oil coming out of Ukraine and Russia combined. So, Craig points out, we are burning food rather than using it to feed people. And I personally hate that idea. You'll notice on your petrol pumps that you can get E5 petrol, which is petrol containing 5% biofuel, and E10 is petrol containing 10% biofuel. Um, I personally, as a matter of principle, I refuse to buy any of that. I just think it's immoral that food is meant to be eaten is being used to fuel cars. If the US and Europe, this is scientists at Princeton University have said this, if the US and Europe were to decrease their youth of ethanol made from grain by 50%, that would create enough extra crops to replace all of Ukraine's exports of grain. When the EU first said we've got to have 2.5% of all fuels sold in the EU should be made from biofuels, worldwide food prices shot up. Wheat, for example, doubled in price. I actually loved what the UN's reporter for food said. It is a crime against humanity to convert agricultural productive soil into soil which produces foodstuff that will be burned into biofuel. And he estimated that biofuels would only lead to further hunger in a world where an estimated 854 million people, one out of every six, already suffered from that. 100,000 people died from hunger, or its immediate consequences every day. Every five seconds, a child dies from hunger, and we are using food to fuel cars. Can anyone explain the sense of that? Meanwhile, in the US, because of climate change legislation, new climate change legislation coming from Biden, the biofuel content of petrol may be increased even further, meaning more food will go from feeding humans to fueling cars. And it's worse. Biofuels are less efficient than fossil fuels. You get fewer miles per, or kilometers per litre or gallon. They damage car engines more than fossil fuels. And the huge amount of energy required to produce biofuels mean they are probably more environmentally damaging than fossil fuels. This week, David Craig points out, the biofuels mandates in the US and the EU could be stopped immediately. And it would mean more food availability and falling food prices. Why don't they do that? Because it could be utter incompetence. It could be because they're completely in hock to the climate change catastrophists. It could be they're trapped by their own save the planet virtue signaling, as Craig says. Or it could be what politicians often do, and to be honest, many other leaders, including religious leaders, do, when a policy they've been following has been shown to be wrong, they double down. Or it could be, and if you want to go for the conspiracy theorist, that our rulers deliberately restrict food production, push up food prices, and impoverish us all because it's a great means of control. You can choose incompetence, fear of the climate and catastrophes, trapped by their own policies, doubling down on misguided policies or conspiracy against us. It doesn't matter. It's a, an insane policy. Anyway, let's have another song about food. Is it worth the way?
That's from the musical Oliver, Food, Glorious Food. Great musical, of course, Dickens' book. Um, I read another article about, you know how they say which foods are good for you and which foods are bad, and you kind of, you reach a stage where you just give up. But a team at Tufts University in Boston have spent three years looking at more than 8,000 foods and used cutting-edge science to rank them according to 54 different attributes. Food labelling in the UK and US highlight calorie, fat, sugar and salt. But scientists, these scientists have looked at a whole other set of ingredients, including additives, protein and so on. Now, as you'd expect, sweet desserts and fizzy drinks score low. That's mean badly. But here's one I just thought was fascinating. Do you think that a bowl of rice or a bowl of chips or fries as some people call them. Which is healthier? I think most of us would say the rice. But actually, according to these scientists, the chips are eight times healthier because uh, the way they cooked, refined carbohydrate, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, chips are good for you because they're rich in iron, fiber, and potassium. All right, I'm not going to feel guilty about having my fish and chips again. Or what about this one? Listen to this music. That's a wonderful song by Humble Pie called Black Coffee. And uh, this survey talks about espresso versus cappuccino. It's a very important argument. Now, I take an espresso uh, partly because I believe it's healthier than a milky coffee. Not according to this food compass. An espresso is given 55 points, but a skimmed milk cappuccino is given 73 because it has some protein and not too many saturated fats. It also adds calcium. Uh, and so on, whereas espressos have been linked with increasing bad LDL cholesterol, irritating the stomach and making drinkers jittery. Oh, well, back to rethinking about it all there. Um, I also came across something, so let's move away from the food, although it's a little bit connected. Uh, Dr. James Alexander, a university lecturer in Turkey, has been talking about something called the Argumentum Hystericum, and he puts it this way. This is what the argumentum hystericum is. Uh, so we've been talking about the food. Either reduce your emissions, stop eating meat, or you're damaging the planet. 
Either take the vaccine, wear masks, or you're endangering our lives. Either applaud footballers taking the knee, or you are a racist. Either repeat these politically correct phrases, or you are guilty of thought crime. Yeah, I see that form of argumentation used all the time. If you don't do this, then you must be this. Right, last week we uh, looked at the Kenyan elections. We didn't know what the result was, so I thought I would bring that to you. Here, but first of all, um, here's the sound of the result. I, Wafula Chepukati, chairperson of the Independent Electoral Boundaries Commission, hereby declares that Ruto William Samoe has been duly elected as the president. In other parts of the country, William Ruto supporters celebrated the announcement. The mood in Kisumu changed rapidly. They are disappointed. They expected Raila Odinga to win. They say their victory has been stolen. Street battles lasted for two hours. Protesters threw stones at police, reacted by firing tear gas. The police has managed to actually push Deputy back. President William Ruto has been declared the winner. He beat Rayela Odinga, taking 50.5% of the vote. Very narrow. Um, there were scuffles, there were allegations of vote rigging. Four of the seven members of the Re Electoral Commission refused to endorse the result. Uh, it's not looking good for Kenya. And then there's this story. <laughs> okay, I tell you what, I'll play you this piece of music and tell me if you can work out what the story is. That is uh, I Am the Walrus by the Beatles. And this is the story of a celebrity walrus in Norway. Freya the Walrus, named after the Norse goddess of beauty and love, has been sighted off the UK, the Netherlands, Denmark and Sweden before she chose to spend part of the summer in Norway. This 600 kilogram walrus became a social media sensation after being filmed clambering onto small boats to sunbathe. Apparently, walruses are very sociable creatures. Large crowds came to see her lounging about in the Oslo fjord. But following reports of visitors swimming with her and getting dangerously close to, to take photos, the Norwegian director of fisheries euthanized Freya. Um... They said the decision had been taken on the basis of a global evaluation of the persistent threat to human security. Have you ever heard such rubbish? What, a global evaluation? They went around the world thinking, saying, what should we do to Freya? What did this poor walrus ever do? This walrus, how is it a threat to human life? And if human beings are stupid enough to go near to her, 
then that's on their own head. Why kill the walrus? I'm sorry, I'm with the animals on this. The the Beatles song is a, it's a nonsense song. Well, this is, an, in a sense, it's a nonsense story. There are, by the way, I didn't know this, there are a total of around 230,000 walruses who live in ice-covered waters in Canada, Greenland, Norway, Russia, and Alaska. Yes, I, I, think, I think that's pretty sad. When I first arrived in Australia, I didn't know many people, but I did know one guy, my uncle. This is also sad. The average CEO gets paid over 100 times more than the average worker in their company. Now, there's a bank here in Australia called the Commonwealth Bank. It has a CEO who was actually lecturing workers that there could be a wage price spiral. Now, he's just accepted a 35% increase in his total remuneration from $5.17 million per year to $6.97 million per year. So naturally, he told me who to speak with when it came to buying our first home. Now, I'm the guy who knows a thing or two. Combank supports more new Australians than any other bank. With Combank, you can. Now, this is a classic example of woke corporations. Because the Commonwealth Bank are about as woke as you can get. They support all the right causes. They, you know, you're going to have to go through all the evaluations and training and everything. But hey, you know, they're for equality and diversity, except when it comes to their workforce and their CEO and their top people. Again, I, I just find that just kind of makes me, the injustice of that makes me feel ill. Uh, have you seen this film? That's, of course, the music from Top Gun Maverick. Um, why am I playing that? Because speaking of walk madness, the RAF, it was reported, the Royal Air Force of the United Kingdom, has posed job offers for white men in order to meet impossible diversity targets. This has resulted in the head of recruitment for the RAF, herself a senior female officer, to resign in protest. So white males cannot be offered jobs because they need to get enough women and ethnic minorities. The Air Chief Marshal, Sir Mike Wigston, and isn't it, it's always these guys at the top, it's always the CEOs of the big companies or the Air Chief Marshals or the principals of universities wanting to justify their enormous salaries by doing enormous virtue signalling. The UK is facing threats from Russia and China, and right now what we're concerned about is... We want more women pilots. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them to die, to sleep. No more, and by a sleep, to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to, tis a consummation devoutly to be wished. That is Kenneth Branagh 
wonderful version of Hamlet. I came across this amazing story from the United States. It's the difference between California and Florida in education. So in California, ninth to 12th grade literature includes zero books. I mean, zero, written before 2016. It has books by Michelle Obama, Ibram Kendi, Trevor Noah. In Florida, ninth to 12th grade has Crime and Punishment, Dostoevsky, Hamlet, Night, Dante's Inferno, 1984, and Animal Farm. It is a shocking difference, isn't it? Another bit of news. Um, don't want to alarm you, but doctors in China have said that they've discovered a new virus called Langya, which has infected 35 people so far in two provinces in eastern China. And it's the Taiwanese who've warned us about this. It's an entirely new virus which has not infected um, human beings before. We'll see what happens with that. And then coming back to the woke world, kind of, Ireland's parliament is considering a new media law that would push for the creation and dissemination of climate change propaganda. And what it boils down to is all media will be mandated to promote and stimulate programs relating to climate change and environmental sustainability. And those who don't agree with it, they will be accused of committing harm. There'll be online safety codes to ensure that people are on message. This is Orwellian Brave New World. Ireland, 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 what's happened to you? Let's hear a bit of Queen. Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride it where I like. You say black, I say white. You say bike. And this is, of course, about bicycles. In the United Kingdom, government officials are considering changes to road laws in Britain that could mean cyclists have to be covered by insurance, have number plates added to their bikes, be subject to uh, speed limits and the same rules as motorists. So, wow. Just wow. I'm a cyclist. I, I Again, I think that's mad. I also think, well, what do you think of this? This is Graham Souness. When you see simulation, people throw themselves to the ground. I've not seen that in the two games today. It's, it's a man's game all of a sudden again. And the referee, I thought, had a fabulous game, other than something we'll point out later. But I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed both games today. That, okay. You know, the- he said football's a man's game. Sky, of course, have issued a groveling apology. The Twitterati have been in uproar. And I would say simply this. Sunes is right. He's not critiquing women's football, but women's football is a different game from men's football. And if that's what you like, enjoy it. And, you know, it should be encouraged. But women's football and men's football are two different games. They really are. And if you want to suggest that they're not, I suggest you do what has happened in Australia. The national women's football team took on a bunch of under 15 boys and got absolutely hammered. It's a different game. All right, let's come to the church and let's go to Hungary. Listen to this song from Pinterbelle.
And that was from an amazing thing that um, a few weeks ago, 40,000 people were led in worship by Pinterbella, one of Hungary's best-known Christian songwriters at the National Stadium in Budapest. Other artists, Tim Hughes, Martin Smith, Noel Robinson, Planet Shakers, Bethel Music and others came. I think it's great that 40,000 people gathered to worship God. We hear a lot about Hungary. We don't hear that kind of stuff. In other church news, here in Australia, a group of uh, Anglicans are setting up a new diocese called the Diocese of the Southern Cross. It's to be part of GAFCON. It's basically enabling churches and individuals who um, do not agree with their liberal leaders, in other words, their Bible Christ-denying leaders in places like Brisbane and Perth, uh, and they're going to they're setting up this new diocese under the leadership of Bishop Glenn Davies, who was the formerly the Archbishop of the Sydney Anglican Diocese, and they're being supported by the current Sydney Anglican Diocese. Of course, the press here have gone a bit mad, but I think good for them for making a stand. And someone else I admire is this gentleman. Listen to this. Alpha doesn't belong to me. Lots of people involved before, lots of people involved afterwards. Same with HCB. It's a huge privilege to drive it, but it doesn't belong to us. It belongs to God. And this is the church of God. And not only that, it's the church of the unconditional love of God, but it's bought by the blood of Jesus. It says God bought it by his own blood. That's to say, God came in the person of Jesus and he died. If you've never heard this before, I would be remiss not to give anyone here an opportunity today to give their lives to Jesus because he, Jesus died for you. This church was bought with his own blood. Jesus died on a cross for you. He was raised to life and he's here now. And his last words at the end of Matthew's gospel were, I will be with you always. So, Jesus died for you. None of the previous vicars died for you. Your vicars are not dying for you, but Jesus died for you. Nowhere does it say, my son Johnny, who gave his last talk at St. Peter's Brighton, because he's going off to be a vicar in Rio, he gave his last talk, and he said, nowhere does it say, the vicar will be with you always. (laughs) But Jesus said, I will be with you always, and that is far more important. That was Nicky Gumbel on his final sermon. The whole service is worth watching. I love Nicky Gumbel, and I love that, just so simple. Jesus bought the church with his own blood. Jesus died for you. None of the vicars have died for you. Your vicars are not dying for you. Your vicars are not the people who are always with you. It's Jesus. And I love the fact that that was his emphasis. And I thank the Lord for his work with Alpha and his work in Holy Trinity Brompton. And I wish we had many more like him. All right. Um, I think I'm going to leave you there. Uh, I'm going to leave you. We've been talking about food a fair bit. And feasting, I think Nicky Gumbel gave a spiritual feast. I think those who've been at GAFCON in Australia this week have had a spiritual feast. But I'm going to leave you with a song from 
St. Peter's, at least sung by St. Peter's, by Dave Henderson there, Laura McCracken's We Will Feast in the House of Zion. Most of the music you hear on this are on is on the Spotify list, the Weefly Quantum uh, Spotify list. Uh, you can get that. If you'd like to support the podcast, then go to the Podbean fundraiser. If you want links, just go to the weefly.com uh, blog, and I put up all the links there as well. So God bless you, enjoy your food, and be thankful that it is the Lord who gives us all things good. See you next week. Bye. We will feast in the house of Zion. We will sing with our hearts restored. He's done great things we will sing. You are the faithful one.